Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Five Americans set to arrive back home tonight after a prisoner swap with Iran, trading $6 billion in frozen funds for their freedom. The new details we are just learning. Here are tonight's headlines. Arm in arm and hugging on the tarmac in Qatar, the gratitude tonight from their families, criticism from others, the risky deal made. A person of interest has been detained in the fatal shooting of an L.A. County Sheriff's deputy. The 30-year-old deputy was killed in broad daylight while waiting at a red light. Our deputy left this station and he was murdered, ambushed by a coward. Ryan's family will never see him again. More auto workers to walk off the job. The Treasury Secretary asked about the impacts on the economy as employees walk the picket line in Michigan. An apparent fentanyl exposure killed a one-year-old boy at a Bronx daycare. Two people are now facing murder charges. Daycare owner Gray Mendez and building tenant Carlisto Brito each face nearly a dozen charges, including murder, assault, and child endangerment. Just pulled out a 9mm wrapped in plastic out of the gas tank. Mexico has incredibly strict gun laws. To get firearms, criminals have to smuggle them in. We're talking about people that are buying guns and trafficking throughout these very complicated networks all over the United States. Military officials are looking for a state-of-the-art F-35 warplane. The F-35 was flying out of Joint Base Charleston when the pilot had to eject. There's no concrete evidence that the plane has crashed. And the historic discovery more than 16,000 feet underwater. Our first look at a shipwreck from the Battle of Midway.
Good evening, and thank you for joining us as we begin a new week together. Five American citizens tonight are on the final leg of their years-long journey to freedom. Just hours from now, the prisoners who were wrongly detained inside Iran will arrive back in the U.S. to Fort Belvoir, not far from where we are here in the nation's capital. It took months and months of secret diplomatic talks, and here's what we know about the high-stakes deal. The U.S. released $6 billion of frozen Iranian oil funds and let five Iranians who were facing charges for nonviolent crimes walk free. Republicans tonight are voicing concern about the money headed to Iran, a state sponsor of terrorism. Now, earlier today, we saw the Americans get their first taste of freedom in years. The White House said President Biden had an emotional call with their families after they left Iran. CBS's chief foreign affairs correspondent, Margaret Brennan, is here to start us off. Good evening, Margaret. Good evening to you, Nora. And these five American families will be reunited later tonight. President Biden called the family members and, as one said, for the first time in years, there is light in their home. Joy and relief after the five Americans and two family members touched down in Qatar today and were handed over to U.S. officials. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said he had an emotional conversation with the freed Americans. It's very good to be able to say that our fellow citizens are free after enduring something that I think it would be difficult for any of us to imagine. For 51-year-old businessman Siamak Namazi, it is the end to an eight-year ordeal, according to his attorney, Jared Genzer. He has missed some of the best years of his life, eight years. He wants to be married and have kids. He now has to figure out where he's going to live, what's he going to do for a living, for a job, um, and how does he rebuild his life. Iran detained environmentalist Murad Tabaz in 2018. The same year, businessman Imad Shargi was first arrested and held without trial in Iran's notorious Evin prison on what the U.S. considers trumped-up espionage charges. In return, five Iranian nationals were granted clemency. Two will remain in the U.S. Two others return to Iran today. Critics of the hostage diplomacy worry the regime will now, as part of the deal, have access to $6 billion worth of unfrozen Iranian oil assets held in a restricted account in Qatar. These monies can be used to support terrorist organizations, Hezbollah, Hamas, um, and venturesome actions of, of Iran. The Biden administration insists the U.S. Treasury can prevent that misuse and only permit humanitarian purchases like food and medicine. The funds were moved. Uh, to uh, another bank where we have absolute oversight of how, they, how they're used, and we have uh, absolute confidence in the process and the system that's been set up. Now, another concern is that releasing funds incentivizes hostage-taking by putting a price on the head of other Americans. As for other diplomacy with Iran, both President Biden and Iran's President Raisi are in New York City, but Nora, they do not have plans to meet. Quite a development. Margaret Brennan, thank you very much. Tonight, a manhunt is over in Los Angeles as we're learning new details about how police tracked down a man accused of ambushing a sheriff's deputy. The 29-year-old suspect is accused of a brutal killing of an officer just five days after he got engaged. CBS's Lise Preston has the new information. Dozens of SWAT officers surrounded this home before sunrise, determined to capture the man suspected of gunning down one of their own. We believe we have the murderer of our deputy in custody. After barricading himself for several hours, officers deployed chemical agents, forcing 29-year-old Kevin Salazar to surrender. Our deputies gave this suspect an opportunity to peacefully give up 
That is not the right that was afforded to our deputy three days ago out here across the street. 30-year-old Deputy Sheriff Ryan Klinkenbrumer was fatally shot ambush style just yards from his Palmdale station. Police believe this surveillance video shows the moment a dark gray Toyota pulls up next to his patrol car at a red light, pauses, and then drives off. He was shot and killed. Why? We don't know yet. He was murdered, ambushed by a coward. The outpouring of sorrow has been immense. Klinkenbrumer, who just got engaged, had been with the sheriff's department for eight years. Both his father and grandfather had also served as deputies. Can you give us more insight as to who who he was? An incredible young man in this bloodline of people who served our community for decades and decades. Klinkenbrumer's family is asking for the public's prayers. Ryan's family will never see him again. Now, the sheriff says tips from outraged community members helped officers capture the suspect. Some of those arresting officers were Deputy Clinton Rumors partners who are mourning their fallen friend. Nora. Elise Preston, thank you very much. Tonight, there's disturbing new information about the suspected fentanyl exposure of four young children at a daycare center in New York City. Sources tell CBS New York that the daycare was a drug front. Police revealing tonight that the fentanyl was found under a mat where the children had been napping. CBS's Jessica Moore has the update from the Bronx. Tonight, as one-year-old Nicholas Dominici's parents grieve, police say daycare owner Gray Mendez called her husband before calling 911 to get help for the children who were unresponsive. We're all parents, and you cannot be a parent and not be angry of what happened to those four babies. I am. Newly released video shows Mendez's husband appearing to throw out drugs before first responders arrived at the scene. Now police are searching for him. They say a kilo of fentanyl and drug-making equipment was found inside the daycare. Mendez and her husband's cousin, Carlisto Acevedo Brito, who rented a room at the rear of the daycare, were both arrested on Saturday night and charged with murder, showing depraved indifference. In addition to four counts of endangering the welfare of a child, criminal possession of drugs, and 12 counts of assault. Mendez's attorney said she didn't know about the drugs. She rented a room to somebody and she didn't know what, what was going on. Tonight, all three of the hospitalized children, two two-year-olds and the eight-month-old sister of one of them, are listed in stable condition. Dominici had only been attending Divino Nino daycare for a week. His parents say he would have turned two in November. The feds are now investigating this case. This daycare was licensed by the city and even recently passed a surprise inspection by the Office of Children and Family Services. When we reached out to them, they called the incident horrific but declined further comment. Nora? How did they pass that inspection? Jessica Moore, that's a key question. Thank you. Well, now to the historic UAW strike against Detroit's big three automakers, where little progress is being made in the negotiations. With the walkout now in its fourth day, both sides remain far apart when it comes to getting a new deal. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports again from Michigan.
Tonight, as striking workers continue to man the picket line, the Auto Workers Union is poised to expand the walkout as soon as this week if there's no deal with the big three automakers. Union President Sean Fain. Our members are fed up. Our members deserve more, and if they continue down this path, then you know we'll continue to amp up uh, our strategy as far as striking goes. UAW is currently seeking up to a 40% raise over four years, as well as job and cost of living protections. The union rejected offers from Ford, General Motors, and Chrysler parents Stellantis centered around a 20% raise. We've been under the thumb of these billion-dollar industries for a long time, and we're, we're fighting back. So far, just three plants have been targeted, limiting the economic impact. I think it's premature to be making forecasts about what it means for the economy. Um, it would depend very much on how long the strike lasts. Already affected is the Northland Chrysler dealership in Oak Park, Michigan. Seventy percent of their customers are UAW workers. You may not have inventory, but you also may not have buyers. Correct. Not having a paycheck for a week is an impact on on the buyers themselves. So they're they're not going to be able to come in and do that basic service. They can't buy a car if they're not actually working. Now, the automakers are signaling while they are talking with the union, they're yet to make new offers. And across the border in Canada, about 5,000 Ford workers could walk off the job at midnight when their labor agreement expires. Those negotiations are continuing. Laura? Chris Van Cleve, thank you very much. Tonight, Hunter Biden's legal team is going on the offensive, filing a lawsuit against the IRS for the alleged unlawful release of his private tax details. Attorneys claim two agents violated Biden's privacy rights when they disclosed his tax information during media interviews, including with CBS News. Biden was indicted last week on federal charges related to his purchase of a firearm in October 2018 while he was a drug user. The IRS said it won't comment due to pending litigation. We turn now to an in-depth investigation into the arming of Mexican drug cartels by American gun smugglers. CBS's Adam Yamaguchi reports on how up to a million guns are making it across the southern border every year. We are about to see how easy it is for American weapons to get into the hands of the Mexican cartel. Oh, wow. Just pulled out a 9mm wrapped in plastic out of the gas tank. Within the last couple of hours, this smuggler drove this car across the border into Mexico. Mexico has incredibly strict gun laws, making it next to impossible for civilians to buy firearms. Only one gun store exists for the entire country, and it's on a military base. So to get firearms, criminals have to smuggle them in, often in cars like this. It's got this AR-15 that was hidden in this rear seat. How much do you make when you do this? U.S. intelligence estimates up to one million American guns are smuggled into Mexico each year. Those weapons empower cartels to protect the deadly drug trade, fueling an epidemic. Last year alone, the DEA seized 379 million doses of illicit fentanyl in the U.S., enough to kill every American. A growing chorus of political leaders have been sounding the alarm, pushing to designate cartels terrorists and deploy the U.S. military against them. But if that happened... Odds are the cartels would shoot back using weapons and ammo that were made in America. We traveled to a cartel stronghold along the southwest border to find out how they'd react if the U.S. attacked. This man said he was a lieutenant in the Sinaloa cartel. Would the cartels respond if the U.S. military struck? 
y llega otra persona que quiere quitar su una propiedad, pues va a pelear. O sea, te van a pelear, van a pelear. I was the U.S. ambassador to Mexico, and so I'm very aware of this issue. We are going to get caught in a quicksand if we go into Mexico that will make Vietnam or Iraq or Afghanistan look like a tea party. The Mexican cartels are among the deadliest groups in the world. But a CBS News investigation found the U.S. government has known the narcos have been smuggling military-grade weapons out of the U.S. into Mexico for years. So we are arming the cartels? 100%. No doubt about it. Former ATF agent Chris Demline led a law enforcement team that discovered the scope of the problem. I had an intel analyst come to me one day. It was instantly apparent that the cartels had large-scale covert weapons trafficking networks all across the U.S. I said, who's doing something about this? And he said, nobody. I went, well, you want to do something about it? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, well, f let's do something about it then. And what they did was uh, start Project Thor, a multi-agency task force that discovered highly sophisticated gun running networks across the U.S. Now, the full extent of Project Thor has not been reported on, and we'll have that story for you tomorrow night. Nora? Extraordinary reporting. Adam Yamaguchi, thank you so much. Turning overseas now, Ukrainian troops have breached Russian lines and recaptured key territory in the eastern part of the country near the bombed-out city of Bakhmut. Ukraine's president is in the U.S. for a speech at the United Nations General Assembly tomorrow in New York, and then he'll travel right here to Washington to meet with President Biden and congressional leaders to ask for more aid. And one person who has gotten to know President Zelensky well since the Russian invasion began is an Academy Award winner, Sean Penn. His new documentary follows a comedian-turned-commander-in-chief. We sat down with a filmmaker just after coming back from his eighth trip to Ukraine. With rare access, Sean Penn turns the camera on the people of Ukraine. Because you can? Because I can. Thank you. Superpower on Paramount Plus chronicles Penn's trip to the war-torn country and his time with its president, beginning with an interview as the first Russian bombs fell. And what was your sense of Zelensky at that moment? This comedian turned politician turned war president. You saw it on day one. You know, overnight he became a wartime president and against a nuclear superpower. It appeared he was born for it. And it was an overwhelming sense of the courage that's now been talked about and demonstrated by him. It wasn't anything that I'd ever seen, you know, with that kind of scope in. With almost all of the Ukrainians that we saw in that moment. Now the debate in Washington continues over aid to Ukraine, a year and a half since the war began. Is Vladimir Putin just waiting out? the American public and congressional support? I think yes is one of the answers. And it's really time that the American people, we, I, all of us in our whatever way, do our part to partner with and support and demand that leadership does its. Do you think that Ukraine will ultimately win this war? There's not a cell in my body that sees anything other than that. Our extended interview streams Thursday on Person to Person, including what it was like for Penn to meet Vladimir Putin back in 2001. There's some breaking news just coming in. New developments in the search for a missing F-35, one of the world's most advanced fighter jets. We've got the details next. It's three o'clock somewhere. 
Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Breaking tonight, a search team just discovering a debris field two hours northeast of Joint Base Charleston. It is believed to be the wreckage of an F-35 fighter jet that disappeared on Sunday. The $100 million stealth jet crashed after the pilot safely ejected over Charleston, South Carolina. Today, the Marines grounded all aviation crews for a two-day safety stand-down. This is the third incident involving Marine aircraft in recent weeks, including a fatal Osprey crash. There was a bear scare today at Disney World. Those details next. A bear sighting today at Disney World forced about half of the Magic Kingdom to temporarily shut down. The female black bear was spotted in a tree. Florida wildlife officials say it was safely captured and will be relocated to an area near the Ocala National Forest. Those are the bear necessities. All right, an underwater survey takes a look at historic Battle of Midway. We've got the amazing new images. That's next. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
Finally tonight, an extraordinary view from the ocean floor giving us a new look at the warships lost during the Battle of Midway 81 years ago during World War II. Take a look at this, the first images of the USS Yorktown since it was located some 25 years ago. We can see the flight deck and the anti-aircraft guns. Also revealed is the first up-close look at the Japanese aircraft carrier Akagi, sunk in June of 1942 that marked a turning point in the Pacific War. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.